Hello and welcome to Lockdown Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am your host and yes, British host, Peter Pratt. Follow me at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Don't forget that underscore, Miami Marlins underscore UK on Twitter. Engage with me there, love to hear from you. Guys, make sure you're subscribing as well to this pod. They are coming thick and fast, even though the lockout continues we still have content covering all of the all of the action, all of the news to do with these Miami Marlins. So what have we got in store today? Guys, we are finishing up with part three of the conversation with Riley's Riggs, and there is still a ton of talking points. Which Marlins player would Alex like to see on the Braves? That is the main one. I wonder if you can guess it. Also, he's projecting over 70 wins for the Marlins. We'll get into his rationale as to why. We also talk about the future of the Atlanta Braves in general, i.e., will it will the name be allowed to continue? The Braves. It's a topical discussion right now. We're going to get into that one. What's Alex's thought on that? Tons of talking points, guys. It's been a stunning conversation. Sit back, enjoy a Sunday special from Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. There's a guy that clearly we have to talk about. We have to, and I'm shocked that we haven't yet spoken about him, but boy, oh boy, what a campaign from Austin Riley. It was absolutely stunning. Clearly, you've been a believer for many years now, but it was... It was truly a stunning, just the full year in the main, it felt like with Austin Riley, just he, he went to another level, right? Looking at the numbers, even this far removed from it, it still doesn't feel quite real because <laughs> when he was coming up through the minor leagues, we all saw him. He's this this big country strong guy. Um, kind of a, a, the, the parallel I heard made most often was like a Troy Gloss. Like that's who we could get at third base. A guy who's not going to hit for a great average, but is always going to be a home run threat at the plate. And I think we all would have been okay with, you know, 240, 250, but the guy hits, you know, 30-ish home runs. Um, For him to go out and hit over 300 and and, and I'll still have the home runs to go along with it is – I, so far beyond what what even I expected yeah. uh, for this guy, and and it, it 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 can't be overstated how crucial that was to this team to to help get them through those low periods. Uh, a lot of people forget the first month and a half or so of the season. Freddie Freeman couldn't hit. No, he was, he was he cold, was hitting, wasn't he? Albies he was, was cold too. Yeah, uh, Freddie was hitting under two hundred. I I think until mid May. Wow. So it, yeah, we, we, while that was far and far beyond what any of us expected for Riley, it was desperately needed at the time he gave it to us. Yeah, for sure. I, I do remember those early months, like a lot of the big guys were really just in a slump. Like it was basically Acuna was hitting the, you know, he was carrying the team, him and Riley. That was the only offense, mm-hmm. you know, between the two and the bullpen was a mess and but there was about a month there where Pablo Sandoval was giving us a little bit of offense. There you go. Of course he was. <laughs> He had, was on had a fire. few walk-offs. For sure. That's right, did he? I mean, he, he, he got hot for a stretch, didn't he? <laughs> the he did. panda. He did. But then after after May, he couldn't it do It tailed anything. off. <laughs> it tailed off. And I mean, you know, with Riley in there, uh, obviously, Ozzy, Freddie, um, 
and uh, Dansby in, in you know at short. I mean, is there is there? I mean, let's assume we shouldn't assume, but let's assume everyone's back. Those four guys are all back for twenty two with with the Braves. Is it the best infield in baseball? Do you think it's it? It's certainly up there if it's not. Um, mm. I, I think it is. Obviously, I'm a little bit on the biased side, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think unequivocally top five infield in baseball. Uh, I don't think there's an argument to be made against that. No way. Is all is Ozzy Albies overrated, underrated, or just rated correctly in your opinion? I, I think he's a little bit underrated. Yeah. Um, I, I I I think you know he he doesn't get. Uh, as much love for his defense as as I think he should. I, I think he's been uh, deserving of a, a a few Gold Glove awards that he didn't get. Um, but that's that's fine. Um, as as we all know, the the big prize is the uh, the one that the Braves are holding at the moment, uh, and then Silver Sluggers, Gold Gloves, that kind of thing are just extra. Yeah. Personal awards, they mean nothing in a team game, right? <laughs> uh, they don't mean nothing, but they they, <laughs> they uh, certainly uh, pale in comparison to the Commissioner's Trophy. Yeah, for sure. What about, um, what's the future holding for Dansby Swanson then? He's a free agent at the end of this season, right? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, Dansby, has, he's as, as solid defensively of a shortstop as you're going to get. So there's no issues on that side of it. Um, I've, I've seen very few hitters quite as streaky as Dansby Swanson though. Yeah. Um, because when he's hot, he, he's unstoppable. Um, and luckily we got that version of him in the world series. Um, but when he's cold, it's, it's absolutely brutal to watch. So I almost feel like whatever contract he signs after next season hinges on how he ends next season (laughs) yeah is he hot or is he cold right right exactly so i I could see him getting huge money from the braves i could also see him going cold and being let go in free agency it's it's really hard to say with him yeah i i do think it's he's a really intriguing player but you're right he's so streaky he's such a streaky hitter always has been it's funny like he's another one of those guys though like like freddie being the heart and soul of mm-hmm. of the braves and braves fans um that fans have really latched on to with yeah. with him having grown up in the greater atlanta area mm. um there's there's an attachment between him and this city that hell may supersede what numbers he puts up next year yeah okay um what are we doing in the outfield then obviously ronnie is i mean there's there's ronnie hype videos left right and center what's what's the pro <laughs> i mean a video is a video, but what's the actual prognosis like in terms of when you'd expect Ronnie on the field? How soon is it? Is it kind of going to be full go from the start? Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, I, I I hope so. I think if we have him playing every day by the beginning of May, that I'll be happy with that. And then yeah. anything beyond that will just be a, a pleasant surprise. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited by these training videos that he posts every mm. so often. Um, but man, it really looks like he's putting a hurting on the ball right he now. He does. I, he looks ready to me. He looks he does. ready to go. I'm shocked. I was actually shocked when I saw the first one. I was like, holy shit, that's Acuna now? Yeah. Thinking like, he, you know, I don't know, you may not have seen this, but like flipping it around a little bit, Sixto Sanchez put something out himself on his Instagram. And um, it's fair to say, you know, he was, you know, re- on his rehab journey and whatever. And 
you know, this is Ronnie putting his stuff out for his rehab journey, and Ronnie looks ready. Sixto to me, he was out there like you know throwing four mile an hour and looking round. It was not good. Um, um, since since you brought it up, I was going to save this for the end, but uh-oh. Uh, so I I recently started collecting baseball cards, um, and I wanted to ask you. I got I got this this Sixto rookie here. Okay, uh, that that's a really nice card. Should I keep it or sell it? Who I is, think is he at the peak of his value right now? I'd say he's at the. He definitely isn't the peak of his value. The peak of his value would have been what heading into last season, probably. Like he was, everyone is, was hyping him then. Is there still optimism on on the Marlins end for for him? It's a really tough one. It's a really really tough one because the he was hurt all year. I think when you strip it away of what happened. He got hurt, the Marlins tried to manage it, and then they shut him down. When you strip it away, that's what happened. And that happens to any pitcher, and, you know, it can happen. The PR around that was poor. The way it was handled, I think, by the Marlins themselves was poor. And so I think we're, the Marlins fans are probably a little bit low on 6 now because of the PR and Twitter stuff and whatever that kind of goes out. I think if you think back to what we saw in 2020 in the brief span that we did, and remember that, and you're like, oh yeah, shit, Sixto was, you know, the story, one of the stories knocking around. So, I was terrified of Sixto yeah. Sanchez. Yeah. I wanted no part of that guy for for the next decade after what I saw in 2020. For sure. I'm with you. So I... I, I in 22, I think we'll see a limited amount of Sixto at the major league level. I think they're going to be careful with him. The Marlins have obviously got a lot of arms at the moment anyway to work with. And so I think they're going to be careful, but I would not sell that card. I actually think in 23 could be a huge year for Sixto Sanchez. I truly believe that. So don't sell it. Don't sell it now. It's, you're definitely selling low on it. <laughs> I hope you're right, obviously, except for when he's playing the Braves. Absolutely, well, that's that's only that, that's, that's to be expected. There are a lot of scary young arms in this division. I mean, if if Sixto can come back and and be anything of what he was when he first came up, mm. uh, Josiah Gray is another one that the Nationals got in that big yeah. trade that that really scares me. Um, there's, some, there's some talented dudes, some really talented young dudes too, right? I mean, Sixto, Josiah. I mean, the Marlins yeah. have got a few others too. I mean, these are, these are the. I mean, the Braves themselves have got tons of nice young arms too i guess this is the thing it's there's a lot of pitching knocking around in in this division now too all right then guys let's hold things there first us ad with a british twist and it is our guys over at built bar this is the time of the year that pretty much given up on all of the new year's resolutions how are you going how are you sticking with it it is the 6th of feb i'm still not drinking it's crazy but Not this year. Stick to those resolutions and eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, Cheerio, <laughs> try and say that, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorites. Get yourselves over to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order. Reminder, LOCKED15, 15% off at 
built.com. Which leads to another question of unknowns for the Braves. Is Mike Soroka something that we can ever rely on again? Yeah. I, I I wish I had light to shed on that, but I, I don't I don't know if there's a, a case study for someone tearing his Achilles twice and coming back to pitch in the major leagues. I mean, it doesn't sound good. I mean, I'm not close to it, but I mean he tore the Achilles. Did they rush him? Like what happened? How did it how no, did it happen again? Was- he was on schedule, um, was walking in the clubhouse in a walking boot, and just popped. No way. Wow. Yeah. Was, it wasn't even during activity. He was just walking around in a boot. Oh, my God. I mean, get Mike Soroka over to the Mets immediately. He's a Mets. Uh, it, it, oh, <laughs> man, that hurts to hear. I can't disagree with you, but it hurts so bad to hear. I bet. I mean, what a talented guy, though, as well. I think, you know, yeah. this is the the unfortunate thing. I mean, let's There's... put Sixto and Soroka in the same kind of bucket here, really, where these these guys, they have elite ace almost potential knocking around. I mean, not almost. They have ace potential, the two of them. And we didn't see a pitch from either of them in 21. So brutal is right. And we just, you know, we ho- hopefully they come back. What's the prognosis with Soroka then? Is he expected back in 22? Uh, the the timeline, I think, would put him uh, after the All-Star break if everything goes perfectly. Okay. Um, but honestly, after having that that injury again, I, I think most of us are just hoping for, for him to, to walk and lead a healthy life yeah. beyond just, you know, coming back to the major league team. It's a worry if you end up tearing your Achilles again by walking around in the clubhouse. Like that's a bad sign when you're getting that type of reaction. Like that, that isn't a good sign just for general life, (laughs) irrespective of baseball. Um, What about, so this Braves pitching, we kind of loosely touched on it, but you really, there was the three guys that you, you know, you mentioned the three guys. Plus there was like a plethora of other guys kind of mixing in and out. It felt like there was a kind of three man rotation for a a piece of this, but um, how is it looking? I mean, who is the ace of the staff? Is there an ace? Is there a clear number one? There's not. There, there's not. I mean, on you could call Charlie Morton the ace of the staff. You could call mm. Max Fried the ace of the staff. You could re- realistically call Ian Anderson the ace of the staff. Um, and and I, I don't think it's necessarily important for there to be a clear-cut number one on a staff as long as you've got at least those those top three. Where yeah. Where the questions start coming in for the Braves is spots four and five. Um, we, we don't have good answers to that right now. I think at the moment you would probably pencil in Kyle Wright after, uh, what he was able to come in and do in the world series. Yeah. Uh, but that all depends on what his spring training looks like. He's a guy that can also be very hot and cold. Um, name we mentioned earlier, Tucker Davidson is a guy that showed flashes last year was, was injured for most of the season, uh, had a rough go of it in the world series, but was able to come in and eat a couple innings for a team that desperately needed that at that point in time um there there are lots of names you could slot in there but nobody's really really grabbed that uh either of those spots firmly at this point what about our man uh, and he got some buzz because there was a t-shirt knocking around that i really liked of his it was the uh huasca you know so what's happened to him where's he in this kind of plethora of, of pitches um he he's he's a tough one uh because he's he's got incredible stuff um, when he's on, he's, he's got, uh, almost triple digit heat. 
with with really nasty breaking stuff to back it up. Um, but he's he obviously hurt himself punching a bench last year, so we lost him for a for a significant portion mm-hmm. of time there, and just never really appeared to be the guy that we had at the beginning of last season after yeah. he came back. Um, so obviously hoping he can he can regain that form. Yeah. Uh, I think if he could be anything like what he was at the beginning of 2021, he would firmly slot into that number four spot. But that's that's still a great unknown for us. Yeah, for sure. I remember he, he was absolutely on fire early in the year. Like the strikeouts were insane. The stuff was insane. And he was and he was hitting like Otani too. There was <laughs> there was one there was one game he hit a grand slam to dead center field. Good lord, no doubter. I think it went. 425 feet or something like that not something you see every day from a pitcher absolutely not um so let's kind of i guess bring things to a relative close i've got a couple of questions for you first one being if you were to select one marlins player if you were able to get one marlins player current one to the braves who would that be at this point who wouldn't want to see Ronald Acuna Jr. and Jazz Chisholm on the same team? Oh, How much fun would that team be? Whether whether it were the Braves or the Marlins, those two guys playing together would mm. it would be must see TV every single time, regardless of what their numbers say. For sure, and it's it was funny actually the whole Jazz Chisholm. You know, obviously he was you know, like on the field, I think at one point. He um, was, he absolutely you know, was. You know, so Jazz is on the field, all Marlins Twitter losing its mind because, you know, the the division foes are are there. Jazz is hanging out with the division rivals and, you know, all you know, everyone's losing their mind. I don't mind that though. I like the idea of baseball players also being baseball fans. Absolutely. Um. So, so I think if anybody's still holding ill will on your end towards Jazz for that, I think I think that's safe to let go. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with being a baseball fan, even if your team's not playing anymore. Oh, they've 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 moved on from that one. But Marlins Twitter, some Marlins Twitter on here found something else about Jazz to winch about. It feels like oh, there's always something they don't like what Jazz is up to. So sure, it's sure. a bit of it's an interesting relationship. I'm all in on Jazz. I I shared it a few days ago on Twitter. He's my favorite player in baseball at the moment. Jazz, like he is just. Must watch TV for me. I absolutely love him. Um, you know, I love the the guy struggles, but you know, well, he, there, he punches back too. There's a category of players that not only um, move the needle in terms of wins and losses, but just their sheer presence makes the game more exciting and and fun to watch. And and Jazz Chisholm is on that list with guys like like a Ronald Acuna Jr., a Juan Soto, a Fernando Tatis Jr., a Vlad Guerrero Jr. Like, they're just, they're guys you tune in to watch just to, you know, see what they're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. They they are. They're, they're bigger than the teams that they play on, clearly. Like, you know, Jazz is becoming one of the faces of the game now just because he's fun, exuberant. He's a good baseball player too. Uh, so that kind of helps too. So, um, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what Jazz can do. I wasn't surprised you picked him. <laughs> Although I, it wouldn't have shocked me if you took one of the pictures too. Answer. It was the easy answer, but uh, at the same should, time, I should have said Alex Jackson. You should have done. I mean, <laughs> your your reaction. Um, I'd love to see that guy in a Braves uniform for sure. Your your reaction to that question earlier will will probably go down in locked on Marlins history now for sure. Be replayed forever. 
<laughs> I think um, you were laughing before that question was. Started. I was. It was. It was. I can't believe I delivered it with a straight face. That was. That was the <laughs> the most impressive thing. Um, couple more before I let you get out of here. This one is a thorny topic. I'm interested to get your thoughts on this one. Um, Okay then guys, final US ad with a British twist of the day and of the episode. It's Bet Online, and they have you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in one week's time. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live Real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. The Atlanta Braves. The Braves. The, you know, it's fair to say there's been some, some team name changes recently in this kind of area. I'm interested as, you know, a diehard Braves fan, where you sit on this, how you know whether you feel that they're going to need to do something in this space to kind of change the Braves aspect of the Atlanta baseball team. What, what, you, what do you see things like happening in this space? I, I, I understand why it comes up, mm. um, but I do think it's a different situation from what you saw in Cleveland uh, and and in Washington with their football team. Um, the, the names that those two were using were, were just troublesome. And, and I think anybody who really sat down and reflected on it kind of knew it. I, I, I've not heard anyone insinuate that the name Braves is in some way a racial slur. No. I, I, and, and until, until presented with evidence, otherwise I'm going to believe that it's not, um, I, I don't I don't see there being an issue for for the Atlanta team. I no. really don't. Good. I, I mean now now s- since you brought it up the the I'm if the chop has to go the chop has to go. <laughs> it's not it's not for me to say if it's offensive or not. Yeah. Um but if if someone is offended by it so be it. Uh <laughs> it's not going to it's it's not going to make my coffee taste any different in the morning if they're not doing the chop at Braves games. I'm still a Braves fan regardless. I've just I've just had the funniest flashback. I mean, one thing for sure with baseball, right? It's a long, long season. We spend a lot of time on Twitter and we see a lot of content during that span. I've just suddenly had a flashback to Donald Trump doing the chop. <laughs> Which is, it was the worst chop I've ever seen in my life, firstly. It was, the, it was a robotic action yes. of some yes, sort but I, i've just kind of popped into my head it was so funny that, that clip <laughs> I, I was at that game and, and actually wasn't aware that that he was there so i got home and saw the clip and oh yeah. man that was that was uh, a, a longer conversation for for off air i i believe so okay so where who are your favorites now we know what we know now in 22 who are your favorites for the NL East still the Braves. You still think they're still in the, the Braves? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean every, the we've won four divisions consecutively. Uh, I don't recall a single major outlet choosing the Braves to win the division any no. one of those four years, and, and I expect that trend to continue going into twenty twenty two. Me too. Um, so so I think 
a lot of people out there in the baseball world will think that uh, the Braves would have to come out of nowhere to do this. Uh, I, I, they're champions until proven otherwise, and I haven't seen anything to prove otherwise yet. For sure. World Series chances, you think, you know, if you win the division, you're going to be in. So it's the yeah. you know, same again, uh, right? And it's the key, just get to the postseason. Yeah. Get to the postseason and do everything in your power to be healthy when you get there. Uh, and then what happens, happens. Um, you could see a year where uh, where you win almost 100 games but get put out in the first round. You could see a year where you win 88 games and all of a sudden you're World Series champions. So there you go. just get to the postseason, win the division. That's uh, That's the key here. I think so. Key message as well to the Marlins fans. I think that's a good spot to end it. The reality is it doesn't matter how many wins. Well, that's wins. not the formula for the Marlins. Oh. Winning the division is not the key to World Series championships for the Marlins. This is true. This is true, <laughs> actually. You know, before 2020, they'd never lost a, a playoff series. Ever. No. <laughs> until the Braves ended that streak, of until, course. So. Until we ended that streak. But it was, yeah. a, it was a different kind of season, so I won't blame a Marlins fan for looking past that a bit. There we go. Well, let's put the asterisk next to that one, uh, as many have done anyway with that Dodgers victory. So... Yeah, for sure. Um, that's been a lot of fun and really insightful and in-depth and, yeah, just generally good fun. Uh, Alex, I've already mentioned it, but where should people be following you on Twitter if they aren't already? Because it is truly one of, if not the GOAT, Braves <laughs> Twitter accounts for sure. So my Twitter handle is at Riley's Rakes. Uh, there is an S at the end of Riley. Um, but you could also hear me on the Chatting Average podcast I host with, uh, with my buddy Cam Matthews. Uh, we'll be starting that back up the first week of March, and uh, you can tune in every Monday uh, to get all your, uh, your latest Braves news and assorted NL East chatter. Perfect. And thanks for plugging that as well before I had to do that and uh, probably would have butchered it for sure. But one final piece then. Here's the question for you. Give me your Marlins, and this is going to be tough, maybe your Marlins projection. For 22 how many wins how many losses ish and um where are they finishing this division oh boy um <laughs> should have prepared you for this one that, that is a that is a tough one um like we said the division's still going to be very competitive I, I expect the final standings to to somewhat mirror what we saw at the end of 2021 um I, I think the Marlins in 2022 are a 70 to 75 win team, um, which isn't terrible for where the team's at in its construction. Mm. Um, you know, start just inching closer to 500 and, uh, and things, things will start falling into place for them. Yeah. Very politically correct. Again, I appreciate that. That's uh, very impressive for me. It's multiple times this episode that you've been able to do that. I, so. I've, I've been high on the Marlins for a couple of seasons. I mean, I, I was, I, I had much higher expectations for them last season than, than what they ended up producing. And I, I'm sure a lot of Marlins fans did as well. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's a team with a lot of pieces that scare me as a Braves fan. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting team, but it's still you know, the offensive side needs a lot of work still. But there's still sure. some off season left to go. So uh, you know, like the Braves, the Marlins, 
it's not yet complete. The roster is not yet complete for 22. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of action for sure. I'm excited to see what Kim Ang does. I'm excited to see what Double A does as well with his uh, as his roster building. And the question is, is this Freddie back? I think that's priority one. I, I think as as for the Braves, it really is. It's one, two. It's priority one through ten is bringing back Freddie. And then and then work on the outfield after that, I guess. Exactly. So. Whatever happens after that is fine. Seems fair. All right, that is us done for Locked On Marlins today. Thanks so much to Alex for joining us at Riley's Rakes, of course. Be sure to hook into to Alex on Twitter, of course. Uh, guys, we'll be back next week, and we will be getting into, well, our second NL East uh, preview or review or both, and we're going to be going with the New York Mets. So it's going to be some Mets talk uh, guest TBC. So there'll be a guest. There'll be a Twitter poll, actually, where I'll try and find the right guest. Whether they agree to join me is another question. Nevertheless, Riley's Rakes was in the house. It was a lot of fun. It's your host, Peter Pratt, signing out. I'm back next week.